Welcome to Best True Crime Podcast, a division of Best True Crime Books, Games, and Video, LLC. I'm your lead investigator on this case, Judith A. Yates, award-winning true crime author, a criminologist, and a paranormal explorer. Every episode is an investigation where you and I explore true crime, forensics, historic cases, dark history, and criminal theory. We discuss the cases, share information, no chatter, no commercials, no off-topic. Now, grab your crime scene kit, a notebook, and your favorite hat. This is Best True Crime Podcast. The date is May 1st, 2021. The place we're going is Fargo, North Dakota. Blair Witten is a woman scorned, so she drove through her ex-lover's funeral. Some of the names of the people in this story, with the exception of the defendant, have been changed for privacy. Most funerals are a somber event with tears and hearts full of misery. Others decide to have a celebration of life, recalling all the fun times. For perhaps the first time in history, and reminiscent of a famous 1697 stage play, one family funeral was crashed, literally and figuratively. The crasher's name? Blair Witten. Against her boyfriend's family wishes, she attended his funeral driving an SUV into the crowd gathered around the boyfriend's gravesite for their last goodbyes. It almost became last goodbyes for a lot of people that day. English author William Congreve was writing his play, The Morning Bride, when he penned the famous and often misquoted proverb, Heaven has no rage like love to hatred turned, nor hell a fury like a woman scorned. The Morning Bride premiered in 1697. The main character, Zara, is a captured queen by the king of Granada. Zara utters the proverbs in Act 3, Scene 2. Congreve's works were a noted part of restoration literature, a genre of satire and the comedy of manners. It was also a time of a new experiment. Female roles on stage were beginning to be played predominantly by female actresses. Blair Witten was also playing a role and evidently testing Zara's lines when, on May 1st, 2021, she arrived at the funeral of her ex-boyfriend, Bill. Blair was told to stay away from the funeral because she had taken to social media to trash Bill's name. Bill's natural death on April 24th was attributed to complications from a minor surgery. Blair posted to the World Wide Web, claiming that she had killed him. Blair wrote, Dead pedophile, 666, thank the powers that be, thank me. She had added this to the details for Bill's service. The family and friends of Bill wanted a proper funeral, and they feared Blair would ruin the event. See, she had a history of bizarre behavior and petty misdemeanors to go along with it. Bill's family would report she had hassled them for at least five years. Bill's girlfriend, Kate Jones, would explain later how family had called Fargo police to warn them about Blair's alleged threats and their fear of Blair crashing the funeral. Kate stated the police department told her the police could not act as private security. Blair was 28 years old and hailed from Barnesville, Minnesota. 
she had been dating 24-year-old Bill. At least five years of threats and harassment toward his family came with Blair Whitney. She was not playing a role in satire and the comedy of manners genre. The family reported they were genuinely afraid of her. May 1st, 2021 was a terribly sad day at Riverside Cemetery in the 2100 block of 5th Street South in Fargo, North Dakota. Bill had died in his sleep from the surgery complications and now family gathered under a tent at his gravesite to say their last goodbyes. Other people dotted the cemetery at various gravesites, placing flowers and visiting their lost loved one. After formalities, Bill's girlfriend, Kate Jones, noted Blair was sitting in an SUV on the small road that circled the cemetery. Bill's father would later tell police, I was scared as hell when seeing Blair at the cemetery. Kate and some family members walked across the manicured lawns to approach the SUV. Instead of leaving, Blair smashed the gas pedal of the SUV and roared toward the gravesite, barely missing Kate. I was scared for my life, Kate Jones is quoted in the police report. Now the SUV began to skid around headstones and accelerate while driving right at people. One witness reported Blair was driving at least 50 miles an hour through the cemetery. The wheels left tracks over gravesites, roaring past cemetery visitors who were taking shelter behind whatever cover they could find. Bill's mother, still under the tent saying her goodbyes, heard screaming and yelling. She walked out of the tent to witness an SUV driving at about 50 miles an hour away from Riverside Cemetery. People were screaming. The driver had aimed at them and ran them over in the SUV. No one was physically injured, but fear incapacitated many. Fargo police answered a call of a disturbance at Riverside Cemetery in the 2100 block of 5th Street South. Witnesses waved frantically at the cruiser to state a blonde female in an SUV had attempted to run them over. Police would later learn the driver was Blair Witten. When they caught up to the crazy driver, Blair gave them a statement. I was at Bill's funeral and multiple people approached my car. I felt like they were going to hurt me, so I drove off. I was very careful not to disturb anything. Fargo Police spokeswoman Jessica Schindeldecker would tell the media how Blair was driving. Quote, In a manner with extreme indifference for human life, which created substantial risk of serious bodily injury to persons in the cemetery. In a May 6, 2021 interview with Fargo's Valley News Live, Kate Jones would say, She knew she wasn't welcome, and what she did instead of leaving peacefully was trying to run somebody over and run somebody else over, which was me. Bill's girlfriend would add, There were elderly, there were children, there were people here who weren't even here for Bill's funeral. They were here for their own people, and they didn't know what was going on. I was afraid for my life. Blair Rebecca Witten was charged with one misdemeanor count of reckless endangerment. She would plead not guilty to the charge initially until September 27, 2021, when she changed her plea to guilty for reckless endangerment. The court handed down a sentence of time served for her other cases 
and put her on supervised probation until 2024. Did I say other cases? I did, because the reckless endangerment charge was only one of multiple separate charges. Copies of court records going back to 2014 reveal a rap sheet with 17 separate criminal and traffic offenses. A few of them have been closed or adjudicated, and the charges include, in 2014, driving a vehicle with a suspended or revoked license. Blair pled guilty. A 2015 felony drug case. 2020 was a busy year for her. She received two marijuana possession cases, a public alcohol consumption charge, and a criminal mischief case, and, along with that, a traffic case. On June 2, 2021, Blair was charged with speeding 26 to 35 miles over the speed limit. 19 days later, Blair was arrested for preventing arrest, possessing marijuana, and possessing drug paraphernalia. Then, on July 1, 2021, she was accused of terrorizing an adult victim, attempting to commit simple assault on a peace officer or correctional officer, refusing to halt, unlawful possession of drug paraphernalia, and possession of marijuana, along with causing willful damage to property and criminal mischief. On July 12th, Blair was charged with a pair of additional marijuana offenses and a criminal trespass. In April, Blair, clad in a black hoodie and dark clothing, is caught on video as she runs toward a large statue through the cover of night. The statue is of Jesus, his arms spread wide in welcome, and he stands in front of St. Mary's Cathedral at 604 Broadway North in Fargo. Blair welcomes herself by spray-painting the statue's face in black. Then, on camera, she is seen running away. And there is a July charge for threatening to kill staff at a bar called Fort Knox Bar of Gold at 52 Broadway North in downtown Fargo. A bouncer would state Blair was attempting to break into the building. Court documents reveal Blair threatened that she was, quote, going to murder staff. Blair then ran away from police officers who arrived at about 2.34 a.m. She was caught and arrested, all while screaming racial slurs. Blair Whitten was arrested and charged with terrorizing, attempt to commit simple assault on a police officer, refusal to halt, possession of drug paraphernalia, and possessing marijuana. She would plead guilty. On July 13th, Blair showed up at a North Fargo apartment. A family member at the apartment took video as Blair, with symbols drawn all over her face, was demanding to enter the apartment. She said she was looking for a friend. She insisted this was the correct address for the friend, and the friend had died in 2015. The family argued she had the wrong address, so Blair allegedly threatened them to say she was going to, quote, sodomize the family dog and burn the house down. The Fargo Police Department mugshot shows a white female with shoulder-length straight blonde hair, growing dark at the roots, with dark eyes and two visible tattoos. Two teardrops are under her right eye, and a solid heart is tattooed across her throat. In this photo, she might be smirking, or she may be resigned to the fact her behavior seemed to have no boundaries and not much punishment.
English author William Congreve's famous proverb could have been describing Blair Rebecca Witten. Heaven has no rage like love to hatred turned, nor hell a fury like a woman scorned. Hey listeners, my name is Judith Yates, true crime author and criminologist, and I have taught common sense self-defense for over 25 years. I have finally put all of these classes together in a book that's called How to Recognize the Devil, because I believe devils walk among us every day. And we can recognize these devils and escape crime if we know how. We can teach it to our children, to our elderly, and special interest groups. The book is available at www.besttruecrime.com or you can pick it up at Amazon.com or wherever good true crime books are sold. Now, I don't make any money off of this book because I believe it's more important for you to learn how to use these skills. All the proceeds from this book goes to a nonprofit organization. Pick up a copy of How to Recognize the Devil. It does include worksheets for you to better use the skills taught in this book. And please be safe out there. Thank you for joining me on this investigation, exploring true crime, forensics, historic cases, dark history, and criminal theory. This is Best True Crime Podcast. No chatter, no commercials, no off-topic. I do hope you will subscribe. This podcast runs off donations only. You can drop us a donation, $35 or more, and I'll send you a signed book. Just go to www.besttruecrime.com. My name is Judith A. Yates, award-winning true crime author, a criminologist, and a paranormal explorer. Thank you for joining me on Best True Crime Podcast, a division of Best True Crime Books, Games, and Video, LLC. Be safe out there.